Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast Maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And this week's episode, we are speaking to Harry Mezger, Chelsea Hagwitherden and Anna Mezger to hear all about the Berlin World Games 2023 for Special Olympics. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hi everyone, it's Mandy here. Um, I took my little portable uh, recording device down to the Victorian State Games and we welcomed back the, um, the Victorians from the Australian team that had been in Berlin. And so it was my chance to speak to Harry and Chelsea and find out all about what it was like to represent Australia, to win medals, to fly all the way to Berlin, all those amazing things. And then at the end of the episode, Kate and I uh, record and speak to Anna, Harry's mum, but also a, a member on the board of Special Olympics Australia. And we've interviewed Anna before, but uh, I, we really wanted to hear what was it like being a part of the World Games. So I hope you enjoy this episode and let's hear from them. So it's Mandy here and we're at Casey Fields and we are at the Victorian State Special Olympics Games. And I have a few special people here that have come back from a trip around the other side of the world. Would you like to say hello and introduce yourself? Hello, my name's Harry and I'm one of the athletes that have just returned from um, Germany on Thursday morning. Really, really early, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you will remember Harry. He did a lot of our interviewing on our Special Olympics episode down in Launceston. So you have a lot of fans, Harry, on the podcast. Ah, I, I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Harry is sitting here in his Australian um, tracksuit looking pretty fantastic. Harry, tell me, what was it like at that opening ceremony in Berlin? Man, it, it, to be honest with you, it was unbelievable. It was, it was like the Olympics. There were so many spectators. The stadium was full of people. 
and it was just crazy. It was, and it was, and there was you know, seven thousand athletes as well in there. So it was, it was just amazing, and the people were lovely, and yeah, it was just, it was just marvelous. And there was the atmosphere was amazing. It was in the um, big Olympic stadium where they had the um, Olympic Games all those years ago in Germany. And it was just, it was enormous, it's simply enormous and breathtaking. Oh, breathtaking, that's a great word. I was watching it at home and I was crying. Like, what was the emotions like? Oh, a bit of everything, a bit of emotion, a bit of sadness, a bit of joy, and a lot of shock as well. Just because when you wa- I walked in, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. This is actually happening. It's, it's full of people. Yeah. And um, tell me... Who did you hang around with in that time? Were you getting to know some athletes from other places or were you just sticking to Australia? Uh, I guess the side of it I was kind of getting to with Australia, but the team that went to athletics, there was quite a few people from the state that I hadn't really got to know at the, the national games. Uh, so it was just nice to get to know those people as well. But also I got the chance over, over the time and the trip to meet some people from all around the world. And that's where I met a, a friend from Israel named Ron, and yeah, we kind of started talking, but there was, all, there was lots of new people that I met that was just wonderful. And that's what sports all about is connecting, connecting with people with similar interests to you and, and sharing things and sh- sharing the moments with them as well. Can you tell me what you competed in? I competed in the 3,000, uh, that's seven and a half laps. Um, the 10K, that's 25 laps, as the viewers probably remember from the last podcast. Yes. And the, the team realized that's, yeah, just half a lap. Wow, and which race did you do first? Oh, I did the um, 10K, but honestly, the organisers probably missed a trick there, just because usually at National Games, how it worked was I, I did the 3K, the 5, then the 10. I think doing the 10 first was a bit a bit cheeky, wow. just because it, it's not for athletes that, are, uh, that want to do the best and want to do the longest possible race, doing the, it first is, is a bit last is a bit of a risk yeah. just because you're more injury prone to, to, for things to happen yeah mm, okay I understand that and what did it feel like I'm going back a step what did it feel like putting on the green and gold oh it's pretty surreal man like from previous experiences because I've, I've represented Australia a few times right. but this one felt really different just because it was you know for Special Olympics and there was so many more athletes that I've ever experienced like at, at athletics there was yeah, 700 people, 700 athletes. That's an enormous amount. It's nearly as big as the amount of athletes in Victoria. Yes. It's it's 20 more, 200 more people, really. Yes. And okay, let's say let's talk about you representing Australia as well, because you were in Europe before the Special Olympics Games. Can you tell us a bit about that? Awesome. Um, so the first part of the trip that I went on the first of June. It's a month ago now, because today's the first of July. <laughs> And I was competing at the Virtus World Champs uh, in Paris, but it, it was in Vichy. Uh, and I was competing in cycling, and it was velodrome cycling and road cycling. But what that made that trip so long as well was we had to put the bikes together. So we had the mechanics putting bikes together, and that took quite a while. And we Can you explain what the Virtus Games is? Uh, basically what the Virtus Games, Maddie, and everyone out there, uh, is for people with an intellectual disability. But it's... This is the Paralympics is kind of up here. Uh, obviously, you can't see with my hand at the moment. Um, and the um, Virtus Games are one level just below, uh, just below the Paralympics. So it's it's and quite an uh, elite kind of event for athletes. Yeah, got it, got it. So you're in, where were you? Vichy. So Vichy, Vichy is 
I think north or south of uh, of Ber um, of um, Paris. Paris yeah. So you went from France to Germany. Yeah, and, and it, it was about an hour. It was an hour and a half plane, but the problem was it became a four-hour flight because one time when I was waiting for the plane and everyone was queued up to hop on the plane, one of the cabin crew people came and said, um, "said God, everyone, you got to go back to your seats." I'm like, "What's going on?" Then I asked one of the cabin crew people, and I said, um, "The reason we're not you're not hopping on the plane is because one of the cabin crew people has slept in, hasn't turned up." <laughs> And then a few hours, a few hours later, um, they the person came up and everyone was going yay and everyone was cheering their heads off. Yeah. yeah. So and then the other thing that made it extra as long was we Germany wasn't allowing us to travel in because you know right. in most countries I think if a route's at risk of crashing with a plane they kind of delay the flights. Right, because so, when I was watching the flights in Europe, because I've watched Flight Radar, there is so many planes. Yeah, so in, in our case, we weren't allowed to, uh, oh, we weren't allowed to take off, so we had to wait a few while, but you know, by the time we took off, it was four hours. So, there's been a lot of travel. It was a long flight yeah. over to Europe and then a long flight home. It was, yeah. It was, it was about a, coming back was about 37 hours, because we, we left on Thursday, one of the early, we woke up at like 3, 3 10 and we were on a bus, a 4.30 bus. Really hard. Tell me about, did you go and watch any other sports in Berlin? I did, with Chelsea I did. Uh, we went and watched some gymnastics and that was fantastic. There's a lot of enthusiastic people and people getting involved. And we watched some, what else did I watch? I watched, I think I watched the uh, basketball and I watched the Australian girls kind of play and they, uh, they actually came third. Okay, tell us about, um, what was the food like? Oh, the food was amazing. In France, the food was incredible. The cheeses were good. The baguettes were good. So I, I tried some cheese here and I, I'm not, I think the cheese there is slightly better. Yeah, well, it's just it a lot more fresher flavour and you can't stop eating it. Wow, I'm glad I don't live there. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> and what was what was one of the most trickiest things about being away? Well, I think the trickiest thing was the was the direction of the cars. You know in Australia we, we go a specific way when we're driving. In Europe it's the opposite way. So your ah. chance of crashing when you come back from Australia is very high. Yeah, because you have your licence, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah I do. Yeah. Uh, and it's it took it did take me a few it's taken me a little while Kind of get used to the people walking on the opposite side to what I was walking on and people driving. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. also when you're driving, is is what what and you're turning. It's a sharp. It's actually a sharper corner turn. Yes. And you you feel like a car's going to hit you, but it's actually not because because yeah. of the narrow the narrow gap. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to Europe before? I have. Yeah, I've been a few times. Yeah, I've been to Paris once, and I've been to Croatia and a few other countries, and France for skiing. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Is that you've represented Australia in snow sports as well? No, not, not, I haven't. But I competed in Portugal. Uh, it was that was actually the first time I represented Australia. I was about eighteen at the time, and I, I competed at the world. Um, the, as you can hear, there's a bit of cheering there. Um, in the in the uh, the half marathon, Australian the, uh, wow. half marathon champs. And what was the best thing that ever happened? Oh, I think the best thing that happened was winning, probably winning a medal at the Virtus Chant, the Virtus yeah. Games this time around. Yeah. But also winning, you know, three medals uh, at the 
at the, the the Special Olympics World Games as well. But what did you win? What medals did you win? Um, I won a second in the velodrome team sprint. Yep. So how that works is you do one. So you have three people, and then you kind of one one person does a full lap. They hop pop at the top of the track, and then the two go, and then the last person finishes the lap. Mm. So yeah, it's it's pretty complicated. Yeah. Uh, and the three medals I won at Special Mix was for the 10k. Um, it was a bronze. 3k was a bronze, and the relay was a bronze. Congratulations. Thank you, Maddie. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. But and yeah, a lot a lot of joy for my, the parents that came and the yes. supporters of the field that went. As Tell well. me who was there to support you? Uh my for the first part, my dad was. So my dad watched all the cycling and took yep. some amazing pictures and probably yeah got a bit nervous especially in the road race because that mm. was at a beautiful village in Vichy um, and it was it was a criterion so a criterion is like a, a crit so you do a specific amount of laps mm. uh, so yeah in that there was it was about 30 odd people and each time we went around the corner it was pretty dangerous because right. your chance of hitting someone was pretty high yeah uh, but yeah, dad was there for quite a bit. Uh, in Germany, mum, mum, you know, went to both. But she, uh, mum, and some family friends uh, mm. came and watched me, and uh, mm. yeah, really, really loved the moments, and and also cherished those moments for the rest of their lives as well. Yeah, because they love you, and to see you shining for Australia is the most magical thing a parent could ever Sh- imagine. Sure is, and it's something parents don't. Honestly, like they dream off, but they don't necessarily believe it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And they've seen your parents have seen you since you were a newborn baby, turned into this magnificent man. Yeah, it, it's it's quite remarkable, man. It, like I honestly didn't think I would have represented Australia already, you know, five times. It's it's pretty, uh, it's pretty unreal. Has there been times in your life where you thought this stuff would never happen to you uh, because of your disability? Or yes, yeah, definitely, especially with my cycling. Like you, I, I think it was year three, year, year two, or year three at school, and I, 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 I learned how to ride a bike. Mm. And I was actually at you probably do you know Belilla? It's a it's a park in Brighton. Yeah, no, I don't. So that was actually I remember it was one day I was and I was at Belilla with my my mum and my dad. My dad was pushing me, like he was pushing behind the bike and pushed me off and, and tried to get me going. Mm. And I got going. <gasps> and you and never stopped. And it was the first time I yeah, rode a two-wheeler bike. Yeah, you, you've never forgotten that. No, no, and, and same with walking. I can remember when I started walking. And, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, just special. Because mm. those, those small things become big things later, have become big things in later in life. Yeah, they do. Now, you are now back. Oh, let me hear about what was the closing ceremony not like? Oh, it's more like a party, really. Yeah. But it was, it was a chance to trade pins because one oh. big, big part of the thing is you, like at the beginning, we got 11 pins to trade with other countries. So the aim, so we used that kind of closing ceremony as a chance to trade some pins and trade mm. some uniform. And, and mm. also I... Who did you give your uniform to? Okay. Illegally. I legally at the time I gave my jacket to my not my jump a jumper to a friend from Israel and he gave me a, a his his jacket from Israel as well. Yeah, and you showed me a picture that he sent you. What was it? Uh, it was a picture of um it was a picture of he of my Australian jumper on his clothesline because he's wash <laughs> he's washing it out. So I feel like it on his way back to Israel it might have got a bit wet. <laughs> he's so washed out know. the smell of Harry. I don't. Yeah, he probably has. <laughs> And now you're back and you've come straight to the state games. My goodness, you looked a bit tired this morning. I, I picked it up though. A good, a good coffee does the damage. <laughs> 
And then today, what is your role here? I'm just here to kind of support the athletes and do the medals as well. Yeah. And just. And you graduated from the Athlete Leadership Program. Can you yeah, tell me a little bit about that? Uh, so what that involves, and it was, it was two years of hard work, it kind of involves doing a lot of leadership. You go on a camp with the other athlete leaders and you go and do volunteer things. Could be go and speak at a school, could be going and giving out medals, could be doing stuff with the community. And so that's kind of what it is. It, the Athlete Leader Program involves it's just getting the skills to be able to run, yeah, and be, be show leadership to other athletes and, and, yeah, get the best out of them as well. And yeah, well, congratulations to that. You finished that. Yeah, all, that was all, two years. You picked that off. Yeah, two years yeah, of the best. And yeah. it's been an enorm, enormous growth. Like, I'm on the uh, state committee at the moment and the National Input Council with younger, you know, with national athletes from all around the world. So. And what does that mean when you're on that committee? Uh, the national one. Uh, mm. Basically what it means is I kind of work closely with national athletes mm. uh, and they kind of, we talk about what we can do to make the Special Olympics more special, you know, greater for, for other athletes. And What do you have in mind? Because you've seen a lot now, you've seen how the whole world does Special Olympics. Yeah. Well, I guess what I've got in mind is just to try and make it more inclusive and, and add more sports in because as I saw from the World Games, there's a lot of sports still that we're not really getting to, like there was hockey for example, there was kayaking for example. So, yeah, I know we, it's, you need funding to do those sports but there's, there's, and even cycling, but there's, there's definitely real potential for the future for, for Special Olympics in Victoria and Australia. And we can, yeah, I can picture the next 10 or 15 years, we, we have so many more sports and we're at an amazingly, yeah, amazingly awesome kind of place with our sport and more people are, are getting, are being, are taking part in sport that, yeah, weren't around a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, come on, Australian government. Yeah, they've they've got to add some funding in, surely. Yeah, yeah well, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and we like to tell people on our podcast. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> we need, need they need to get a big paycheck. Now, tell me, what do you have to do? Like, after this weekend, you're going back to to work. To work. Tell us about your work. Oh, I work at a hospital. So uh, my job at a hospital, and it's it's Masada. So I hope. Some people from Masada are listening to this. Oh, I'm sure they will be. Rubbish back at work when I get back. <laughs> uh, I work as an allied health assistant. So what that is, is uh, I'm assistant to a physiotherapist and an OT. So we're basically the number two to those two disciplines. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful hospital. And I work with people that are, um, that are not particularly well and need rehab. Mm. And saying that, I've, I've met some amazing people through that. And they've got amazing stories. Like, there was one lady that I met... <laughs> And she's not at the hospital now, but she's, she, I think, followed me quite closely when I was away. Mm. So it's just those people that you meet that just make it all worthwhile. Was it difficult to find a job? It was, yeah. Like, with a disability, that type of area is really, it's super difficult to get working because it's so competitive. Mm. And a lot of people you're competing against for work haven't got a disability yeah. in that area because you have to go to university and study. It's not something that everyone can do. You have studied quite a bit though. What what do you what qualifications do you have? Uh, I've got a Cert for Allied Health Assistance uh, in Sport and um, Physiotherapy and OT uh, and also I've got a Diploma of Leadership and Management and a Diploma of Sports Development. Yeah, so you are qualified. Yeah, maybe, maybe overqualified for yeah. some jobs. <laughs> yeah, well that's also what can happen sometimes, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It is, it really is and being overqualified is, can be a bit of a a bit of a disadvantage mm. just because employers might look at your CV and go man this person's why are you applying for this job this is insane mm. yeah mm. 
Well, congratulations on getting the job at Masada. They don't know how amazing they are to have you. Oh, thank you very much, Manny. And yeah, that I think they, they've been paying me back with treats. Because a lot of patients like providers with chocolates, yes. so we're always eating. Yeah, that's, I bet you are. That's probably where all the other, the extra two kilos have come from. <laughs> well, thank you, Harry, for speaking to us today. I know you're a bit jet lagged. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit jet lagged. It, it, it feels like it's night time. It's yeah. more really, really early morning there. So I just want to encourage you that you are a fabulous leader in our club, Melbourne Inner East. You're a great support to my daughter as well as all the other athletes um, and you are just a shining star in our club. We were so proud of you, so congratulations. Thanks, Manny, and it's, yeah, it's been lovely to talk to everyone again and I look forward to talking really, really soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Peas in Podcasts loves Harry Metzger, hey? They sure do, and, I, and Harry loves Two Peas in a Pod. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one day we need a Netflix special with Harry and Chelsea and some of these guys follow you around the world at all the amazing things you do? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you, Harry. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you. No surprise, but the interviewer forgot something. So, Harry, tell me about the award you were nominated for and what it was all about. Thanks, Manny, um, for reminding me. <laughs> um, the award that I was nominated for, for the, was the Young Persons, Persons Award, Channel 7 Young Persons Award. And basically what the award is for is for someone's contribution to the um, community. So I was, how it works is to start with there was 30 people that was nominated for the award in the category and I broke it down to 10 people then to 4 people then the finalists then the winner. Uh, so I was nominated as a finalist for the award so one night myself and some of the Special Olympics um, people that nominated me went to this beautiful the Suffertel Hotel. It was The food was amazing probably ate a bit too much food <laughs> but and yeah when they so every, all the finalists kind of got a certificate and then I had a photo of the person up there. Uh, then after that, uh, they announced a winner and I was hopping up, hopping up stage and about to go back to my seat. Then I read out the winner is Harry Mezger. So I had to sn sneak up on the stage and I uh, won. Congratulations. Thank you, Maddie. And yeah, the audience are probably thinking, why, why was I nominated? The reason I was nominated was for my hard work to Special Olympics and my, I guess my dedication to, to being an advocate for people with a disability as well. And it was just, it was just wonderful. Like winning an award is so special. But yeah, sometimes people do things without being acknowledged. So just to be acknowledged was just... And in a mainstream setting. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was just a very special thing. And it was actually on Channel 7 um, a few few weeks ago now a month or two ago now so you can it was yeah so you could you'd be able to watch rewatch the um kind of the, the um the patch again part again i think they posted it on our special olympics melbourne inner east page so you might be able to go back and watch that but yeah. i was watching it crying really yeah yeah my, i think everyone on my table was crying <laughs> they, they had i had no idea what had happened when i read my name i was like is this a mistake has someone accidentally written my name on the the winner's list you you were nominated for a reason. You met all their criteria, so you deserve to win. Yeah, yeah, I know. But sometimes people, yeah, sometimes people feel they're going to win, and then they get too excited, and they, they go, oh. You just had to have low expectations. Yeah, you, you can't have the highest expectations. Yeah, true. I try to live my life like that, hey? Of course, High of hopes course. and low expectations. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're adding that in because I forgot to say that, so thank you. No worries, man. And hopefully I've inspired everyone and, and look forward to... Hearing, tend to everyone really soon. Yeah, thanks, Harry. Bye. 
And I have another special athlete here to introduce you. And you might remember her from our Special Olympics interviews as well. Can you say your name? My name is uh, Chelsea Haig Witherden. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on my little podcast, our little podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly an honour to, to be back here. Now tell me, um, where have you just been? Well, I was just in Berlin for the Special Olympics World Games. And you just got home when? Literally very early on Thursday morning. Chelsea, tell me what it was like when you were chosen to be on the Australian team. When I first got the announcement that I had been selected, I was like, wait, what? I, I did that, that good to have been, been selected. And so from that point onwards, I, just, I was like, I have to amp up my training tenfold. So tell me, what do you compete in? Um, so I compete in athletics and, and um, I'm, I'm, my specialty is throws. And so what did you do in Berlin? So I, in Berlin I did shot put, turbo javelin and the 4 by 100 metre mixed relay. Can you tell everyone what the turbo javelin is? It's basically a javelin crossed with a vortex. So instead of a metal tip like on a traditional javelin, it's got a, a rubber tip on one end and then the other end has uh, projectile fins like on a vortex and it's also a little bit sm shorter than, than a regular javelin so in a way it's much safer to throw. And tell me what was it like getting on that plane to head to Berlin? Honestly I was like am I really he here now? Oh I mean in, not only was I going o over with so some of my closest fr friends from my club and state but also having the opportunity to, to basically compete with some of my fellow competitors from both New South Wales and Queensland. Amazing. How did it feel when you put the uniform on? Honestly, it felt really good. I finally fulfilled something that I've been dying to do for the last few years. And, uh, you, know, you know, let's just say green and yellow definitely suits me. <laughs> it sure does. What was it like walking out into that opening ceremony? Oh, the atmosphere was just electric. It, like walking into the same stadium that um, the Olympians wa walked it in for the Olympics. I, I, I think it was like 90 years ago or something like that. It was just, whew. And, and then ju just um, the whole atmosphere was just so, so good. When I was watching it in the morning here, it just looked like everyone was just so happy. Oh yeah, everyone wa was so happy and uh, not to be biased or anything, but uh, I think Team Australia looked looked the best because um, our uniforms were actually supplied by um, by Jagged Head and and um, our shoes were actually given to uh, donated to us by the Australian Olympic Committee. They had a whole bu bunch of shoes left over from the last Olympics, and they decided to give every single athlete and official that were going to these World Games a pair of shoes to wear for the opening ceremony. How special! Oh yeah, definitely. So big shout out to Jagged and the Australian Olympic Committee for providing us with such wonderful uniforms and I'm sure I'll be able to wear this uniform with pride for many years to come. The rest of your life, Chelsea, it's amazing. When, um, when was your first event? Was it in the first couple of days or did you have to wait? Um, it, was in the, it was in the first couple of days. So what happened was um, for Shopwood I had to go through quarters which is kind of like divi divisioning into to find out where everyone's at then I had to go through semis which is kind of like divisioning again again and then fi finals and it's the finals that determines the the medals 
Um, and and same thing with the turbo javelin, except I didn't have qu quarters. So turbo jab was first, wasn't it? No, shot put was first. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, so originally I was in the top division, and but that and I was moved down to the next division and below. Right. And how did that feel when they moved your section? Honestly, it didn't really phase me too too much. It's because I knew I just had to focus on my own um, competition. And some of the girls that were thro throwing in that very top division were throwing eight, nine, ten, even ten meters at some right, point. So. Right, right. Yeah. And what's your PB? Um, my personal best is uh, seven sixty three that I threw in Tassie last year. All oh, right. So okay, you get out there and you're looking at all the other com competitors and you're thinking. What are you thinking? Honestly, yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, you've got this, you've trained hard for this, you've overcome a lot of obstacles to get to this point. And, and you, just ha you just have to focus on your own competition. And you, know? you have a, a world-class shot put coach, don't you? Yes, I do. And um, in Gus Puopolo, it, apologies if I'm saying that. Puopolo, Gus Puopolo. Puopolo, that, thank you. Um, who, who I train with out, out of Ringwood Athletics Club. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have um, been able to do as well as I did, did in, in shot put and become a world champion, I guess you could say. And I know Gus and he's super proud of you. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt about that. Uh, so I guess you could sa say that world, world champion definitely does ring a bell for me now. <laughs> and so when you got on that podium and they gave you the gold medal, how did you feel? Honestly, I was like, I can't believe I just di did that. And you know... Given how many obstacles I've had to overcome, I mean that sort of thing. And I knew that I'd only made, I only not only made myself, my family, and my team proud, but also the rest of Australia proud as well. Yeah, and you have had some obstacles in the last little while. But what's it been like for you as a person with a disability, um, navigating, like being an athlete, trying to find work, all those things? Because you're in your early twenties, aren't you? Yeah, I just turned 23. Yeah. Um, honestly, um, it, it has its ups and downs, but on, honestly, when you, whenever you do find those highs, you just have to make the mo most of it, you know? But, but even when you have, have your luck, is, you, know, you always have to find, find ways to you know, navigate your way through, through them, you know? How have you learnt to do that? Honestly, I've just been just, just talking to pe people about how I'm feeling, how, how things have been going and all that sort of thing. And, I do have a, an amazing support network behind me and um, in my mum and my two sisters and also all my friends through Special Olympics as well. And even both of your daughters have been such amazing supports for me as well. My family really loved you and you've been a terrific friend, haven't you? And so I asked Harry before, tell us about the Athlete Leadership Program because you've just finished that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah so the Athlete Leadership Program, I mean, basically gives a select group of athletes it's every year the opportunity to develop their skills um, to like not only helping up, up their fellow athletes but also giving them the chance to promote Special Olympics at various events like public speaking, helping out at expo and um, even just helping out at sporting events like the state games here today. I mean I think that's one of the great things about Special Olympics is there's avenues for you to learn it's not just about sport oh yeah for sure or like um, the athlete leadership program for me has de definitely become an integral part in helping me not only develop my character uh, on the field but also off the field as well 
or like I've had had people tell tell me stories about um, being excluded from sport and all that sort of thing. And honestly, that just makes me sad. So, you know, having the op the other aspect, another aspect of the program for me is being able to share my story about Special Olympics and that sort of thing. So, um, I what does it mean to you being a being a member of Special Olympics, being a member of a club, of a state, of a country? Honestly, it, it means a lot because in my younger years, I, I really didn't have that feeling of inclusion. And but but since I've been with Special Olympics, it's just I've been able to find new avenues. It's not just on the field, but off the field as well. Also, it gives you friendships, and you've got a boyfriend, and he's part of Special Olympics too. Oh yeah, of course, of course. And I've I've even been able to have opportunities that I never even thought I'd be able to have because of my position with the Law Enforcement Torch Run. Yes, I was going to ask about that. Tell me more. Um, so I'm the athlete representative on the Law Enforcement Torch Run or LETR International Executive Council. I'm basically the voice for like over 5 million athletes ar around the world. So, so it's a lot. but it's a huge responsibility. But um, <laughs> somehow I make it e easy. And... Um, but no, nah, it's honestly a, re a really good... What an honour. It's honestly a really good experience. And um, uh, this is only the second time that an athlete outside of the US has he held my position. And so, honestly... You deserve it. Yeah, so honestly, it not only has it been great for me, but everyone on the council from, like, the US, Europe, and, and e even those that are in, like, the Caribbean or Middle, Middle Eastern countries have had the opportunity to see what... what an athlete from Australia on the council has been, is about so, and they've just we've all of us have just loved it every single step of the way. Do you have any more trips overseas with LETR? I have one more with LETR later this year. Um, so every year the LETR holds an international conference. This year it's going to be held in Chicago at the end of October this year, and that'll be my final commitment on the council before I have to hand the reins over to so, to someone else. Which how will that feel? Honestly, I think I'm going to be just as emotional as saying goodbye to my Team Australia competitors in um, in Brisbane. So, Tell me about saying goodbye to them. How did that feel? Honestly, I did not want to say goodbye to them because um, I didn't have any family over in, in Berlin with me. So the athletes I competed with, including Harry, as well as the, co the coaches I was with, they just became like my travel fa family. The coaches being like my, my temporary mo travel mother and father and and the athletes becoming like all my brothers and sisters. Did you have team support there? The As in someone just for you or, or um, looking after you and a few athletes? Um, no, no. so because it was just, because the athletics team was so, is so much smaller than, um, than what it was at the National Games, um, the, co the coach, each of the three coaches ha had um, three or four, four athletes and... Got it. So, so essentially the coaches were like not only coaches but also team support in a way. Can you also give a little shout out to one of your sister because she also represented Australia? Yeah, so my sister Montana, who, um, who's a basketballer, she went, into, on, went to represent Australia before or I went to Berlin at the Virtus Global Games in Vichy, France where she walked away with a silver medal. I mean, what a family! I know we're all pretty sporty, and uh, honestly, my mum's honestly so proud of all three, all three of us. So, of course, she is. And your mum 
is, you know, doing such a great job with your family, isn't she? Uh, yeah, honestly, she is. She's probably one of the bravest w women I've ever met. You're a terrific support to her, Chelsea. <laughs> well, I do, I do what I ca can, so... <laughs> So thank you for speaking to us. Um, what is your dream for Special Olympics now that you've seen it on a world scale? Because Harry's got a few ideas. Well, on, honestly, I would ideally like to go to another world games because hope, fingers crossed that the next world games are hopefully going to be held in Perth. In yeah, so we've, they've done the bid, but we don't know yet. Yeah, hopefully we'll find out so soon. So if I get if I get selected for the next one, it's great. But Regardless of if I get selected or not, I would like to go to the next ones, whether to, to, to be an athlete if I get selected, to be a supporter, or even to volunteer. Because yeah. when I was over there, I noticed that there were people with, with disabilities doing the medal presentation. It's like help carrying out the trays of medals and that sort of thing. So, so I was speaking to Harry about it, and we thought that that could be something that we would like to do to add to our athlete leadership resume. Yes. Um, a certain person in my house has applied to be an athlete representative. We don't know yet. But what would you say is some encouragement for her about being an athlete leader? Honestly, you just um, just be yourself because um, you're only as true, true as your own story. So, so if, you, if you get it asked how you got into Special Olympics, just really t tell it from your perspective. And so... Thank you, Chelsea. Thanks. The two P's listeners will absolutely love you and cheer you on. We've got to get going because you've got to do long jump. Yes. So thank you so much, Chelsea. Thank you so much, Mandy. And thank you very much again. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And so we've just heard from Harry and Chelsea, and we have Harry's mum, Anna, back on the podcast because we interviewed her, I think it was last year or the year before even. Mm. So do you want to say hi, Anna? Hello. I think it was the year before. It was before yeah. National Games. Yes, it was. Or, or early last year. Early last year, yeah. Hey, lots of things have happened. Heaps. <laughs> and you were in the pod bar and we are on Zoom now. Mm. So um, thanks for coming back on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, it was so lovely to see Harry after the Berlin Games at the State Games and we just sat yeah. in the freezing cold and he told me <laughs> many stories. I saw all the medals. So what a time you've had. Oh, a, an absolutely brilliant time and, uh, you know, it's just lovely. I keep finding myself scrolling through my photos and yeah. Facebook as all the memories come up because, um, it all happens very fast, yeah. uh, you know, while you're there um, and just, yes, yeah, uh, such a, 
a really once in a, I think a once in a lifetime opportunity. I've certainly never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's just remind people that um, you are obviously a parent and mm. you have played lots of roles in Special Olympics locally, but tell us about your role in Special Olympics Australia. Uh, yeah, so I'm a, a director. Um, I sit on the board of Special Olympics Australia. Um, this is my fourth year going in. Um, I've just been recently re-elected. So I uh, wanted to go to Berlin as a parent, of yeah. course, but I also uh, wore a, another hat there at, at the World Games, and that was one of a, a director. So that enabled me to um, go and see all the sports, which was fantastic. And I'm such a sports tragic that <laughs> it was brilliant. I got to see all the Australians in action, meet the families, and um, also, uh, you know, a number of of this, the people that work and volunteer in Special Olympics from around the world. It was a great opportunity for us to meet and talk about our various programs and mm. um, and uh, you know sharing this inclusive movement, um, which is you know yes based in sport, but so much more than sport. Oh yeah, and I was watching it. I mean, my Facebook feed was drowning in it. Good, <laughs> and so That's not everybody else's was, but mine was just like I've, I've you know I'd be getting like Special Olympics. Prince Edward Island, Canada. I'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I followed them all. Yeah, I'm following everyone. So um, yeah. can you explain about about Special Olympics World Games, how often it's on, yeah. um, et cetera? Uh, well, I'd love, I'd love to. This was my first World Games. Right. And it's held the summer games are held every four years. Yep. Uh, and the winter games um uh, which is more, you know, around those snow sports mm. um, games are held, uh, you know, every every four years. But yeah. so the next games will be winter games in two years in Turin in Italy. Wow. So uh, which will be amazing. Mm. Um, and, yeah, the summer games, which is the larger of the two games, is held every four years. And in Berlin there were 7,000 athletes. Wow. Um, across 190 delegations from around wow. the world. Wow. Uh, 26 sports and 18,000 volunteers. Far out. <laughs> I've got goosebumps. 18,000? Where yes. do they all sleep? Like, how does the actual well, logistics work? Yeah, I don't. I well, you don't sleep because you're so busy. <laughs> but yeah, the accommodation really is such a huge thing, and mm. and the athlete because the athletes all stay together mm. in their teams, which is an absolutely wonderful part of the game. So they, you know, think you've, of the Olympics. It's like the Olympics. Mm. There is mm. an athlete village, and in Harry's hotel. You know, Australia was on one floor, the US was on another, oh, you know, they shared amazing. with and, um, So they got to meet people from all around the world mm. um, and, you know, Harry is still in contact with many of the friends that he made from around the world. So it's a very big event. It's the largest inclusive sort of sporting event that happens worldwide mm, mm. Um, and and particularly the you know there's a, a we know that there's a lot of sporting events going on a, uh, around the world a, as we speak you mm. know to advance and yeah um different events but this is actually the largest in terms of number of people involved and berlin did the most amazing job of hosting us. Um, even things like public transport was free all week. Right. Wow. 
great to get around you. They wanted to make it a green games. Right. So it was all about using the public transport. Mm, mm. And there were the sport was held in eight different venues. So 26 sports, but just in eight different venues. Ah. You get to go and see, you know, you might go um to uh, the Messe Centre, which had, you know, about 10 different sports. Yes. Sport to sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And where's so the next great. one going to be held? Do, do they announce it? Well, uh, that's a that's a, a question. Okay. Um, uh, the Australia has a bid in um, for it to be hosted in Perth and, and we don't yet know, don't know. When, yeah. where, where that will be. Oh, we'll, we'll have to I was just looking at it thinking, could Perth handle it? Sorry, Perth people. But I was like, this is enormous. Yeah. Yes, it, it is enormous. And um, Perth can handle it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that was part of the bid that you, you have to prove. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, we need to sort of go through the hoops and, and see if we can actually actually host it. But, you know, that was also part of being over there was to see what's involved. Yeah. Um, Australia competed in nine of the 26 sports. Right. Um, we do offer more than the nine in Australia, um, but there are sports that we don't yeah. offer in Australia that we need to learn about and, and would host and, and, um, and, and, you know, that was fantastic. <laughs> I've... Um, Powerlifting. Ah. That was one of the biggest spectator sports. There were kids of course. into powerlifting. Yes. Yeah. It was enormous. <laughs> um, yeah. Badminton. Um, I went and watched the cycling, which I have an interest in. Yes. That was held at Brandenburg Gates. Yeah. So they closed all the roads um, for this wonderful cycling event. And I went and actually met the venue manager. She's off working at the Tour de France now. Of course. Yeah. But, you know, we've... They really ran it so professionally. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. you could in tell. Terms of of um, mm. how they put all the sports together and mm. the athletes were treated absolutely as, you know, superstar athletes. <laughs> yeah. as, a, as, they as they should be. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. had a taste of that in Launceston uh, mm. for myself, just seeing how magically everyone was loved and, um, yeah, mm. treated so respectfully. I can mm. imagine yeah. on that yeah. level. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was. Um, the medal ceremonies were absolutely wonderful. Um, and, you know, I, I went to a few of those yeah. uh, and all held with um, uh, often, well, certainly dignitaries and so on that were, were um, presenting the medals. But, you know, the music, the yeah. spectators, um, uh, athletes are awarded to eighth place. Yes. So there were yes. there are at Special Olympics. There's you know um, gold, silver, bronze, and then these rather beautiful ribbons with a little medallion yes. on them. Yes. Four, four to eight. Oh, that's so, awesome. And, and you know, really treated with it. Um, you know, quite a lot of spectacle. And, yes. Uh, Cheering and, and oh, so on. Oh, man. Um, so, so the ceremonies are really, um, really terrific. Can you tell me about the opening ceremony? I was crying my eyes out oh. from Melbourne, you know, <laughs> freezing on the couch, but I was sobbing. Yes. There were, there what was it like? Sobbing. I don't know if that's jet lag or I think it's really <laughs> emotion. Um, so 50,000 people at the opening. Wow. It was just I mean, it was like being at the opening. It was. It was. It was like an Olympics. The Olympics. Yes. 
Um, so the athletes marched out. We love being Australian. We're pretty yeah. early. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> and there's a lot of excitement. Um, uh, I think there, look, it was very hard to tell, but I reckon there were about 200 people supporting Australia. Right. You know, the green and gold in, yes. the, yep. in the stands. We had 64 athletes. Right. Um, and 30 volunteers, so it was quite a big delegation that walked mm -hmm. out in green and gold. Um, it was held at um, the Olympian Stadium, yep. which is where the 1936 Olympics wow. were held, and yeah. that was a very yes. um, significant time yes. um, before the war. Um, and we were at that very site, and it was, you know, an enormous stadium with all the, um, you know, the athletes walking out, which took about two hours and yeah. they were just brilliant, the, um, you know, the ceremony of the flag, yeah, the light, the, torch. the flag, and then the party, you know, yeah. so the party and the dancing um, and, and you know, then the fireworks at the end. So it was a wonderful celebration. Oh. And um, started the the week with so much excitement. It, yeah. it really did. It was um, oh, I'd never never seen anything like that. Of course. Really How did it feel seeing Harry there? Oh, just uh, well, just the joy. Yeah. Um, you know, and as a parent, that was certainly one of my highlights. Seeing him walking out in the green and gold, representing Australia. Oh, magic! And, Incredible. Um, just you know, just so excited mm. every athlete um uh was just beside themselves yes. and, it was almost, and and you know for some almost too much yes. but then that wonderful inclusion that yeah. says bring your headphones that's right you know yeah. what? Headphones. hold my hand yes yeah oh you makes know. you want to weep how the world oh, should be some of my favourite athletes um Vicky and Andrew Robbins our husband and wife yes players, yes who competed, um, Andrew said, I'm going to hold Vicky's hand the whole time. Oh. And I did. Oh. Just divine. Stop. And so just, just um, Andrew was our oldest athlete. Right. In the Australian team. Um, what is the age kid, range? So 50 um, down well, to remember, 70 to 75? Was, yeah. for, for Australia, our youngest was 16. She right. was a golfer, gold yeah. medalist golfer. Amazing. And, and then Andrew was was 50, um, who plays bocce. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that, um, with his wife, Vicky. Yeah. Uh, I believe the eldest athlete was um, was 69 and she's an American athlete and then I think the youngest is 16. Wow. Yes. Uh, worldwide. So yeah, Amazing. Um, incredible, you know, incredible. A, a lovely age range and, um, you know, those people have very different needs. But yes. Um, you know, their support network is, is incredible. Mm -hmm. I, my favourite moment of the opening ceremony was when Tim Shriver was spe speaking and then oh. a man from Syria just ran up and hugged him and just Ooh. ran up on the stage. And I thought if that was a typical place, there would have been police and security oh. guards and getting no. him to the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, and Tim yeah. was just like, I'm getting a hug. Yeah. I'm getting a, a lovely hug. And he didn't draw breath. He didn't. Yeah. He, didn't quite, he didn't draw breath for he the whole week. I bet he didn't. <laughs> His social media was constant. <laughs> yeah, he was He was at every event. Um, and, yep, takes it all in his stride. And that athlete then 
sort of exited stage left. And I'm thinking, how is this poor athlete going to find his way down? Oh, oh off he went. Run off the stage back to his seat. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had, a, we had a torchbearer who, if she wasn't doing athletics, she should have been. She I saw her. her, yes. And actually missed the change. Yes. So then ran back yeah. and actually thought, well, while I'm at it, I might go and light the flame. Yeah. <laughs> sort of directed off him, maybe hand She had over. main character energy. She did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it was all rehearsed, but, what, you know, and, and she just got. Yeah. You know, yeah, beyond excited. Yeah, yeah. excited. And with all the crowds there. Oh, yeah, and people would be cheering. So you're like, I'm doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll just keep running until oh. somebody tells me to stop. It was yeah. beautiful. Oh, just my gosh. Tell us about the um, the athletes' uniforms. Who did, who designed yeah, them and well, I mean, Australia them. was extremely uh, fortunate. The athlete uniforms were all um, donated uh, by a, a sponsor, um, Jagged. Yeah. Um, so they were. Really? The yeah. whole thing. The whole thing. Judd. You're Rebecca Judd. Rebecca Judd, thank you very much. And wow. they looked pretty sharp. On yeah. Her. I didn't see her putting anything up about that on her Insta. I don't know. No, I don't follow her. I do. So. Yeah. No, it was, um, they were extremely generous. Which I like and that. Was, I'm like, I'm just doing this because yeah, well, good. I've got the money to do yeah. it um, because and, I want the accolades. Hey, there was a lot of uniform. Yes. So, yes. No, they don't wear anything else any other time. You yes. put in a, a, yes. a T-shirt and shorts in the bag. Well, it they don't wear it. Yeah. Because they are representing Australia mm, the whole time. time. Some really nice different, you know, tops that they could wear in combinations. Um, and there's dibs on here now. Uh, my husband really wants a pair of those tracksuit pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep, keep away. So, no, they looked and they felt really proud. Yeah, you know, they looked really, terrific. Really mm-hmm. Oh, yes, my goodness. So, so great. You know, that, that was um, a, a terrific part. And I, I suppose... Um, you know, as a parent, of course, I loved watching Harry achieve his personal best yes. and, mm. and um, do do so well. He was put in Division One, so he was he really was against the best in the world. Yes, and and you know he he really did do very well on, sure on the track. Did. Three bronzes. Yeah, incredible. As a parent, I think uh, I enjoyed seeing him so happy yeah. and making these wonderful friends. Um, and then also the elation um, on on the podium. So in some other competitions, he's sort of a, a lot more sort of guard, not guarded, but just sort of oh well, I've got to do the right thing. This was he on the podium. I've never seen him jump for joy before. Yes. Yes. You know, so there's that whole just, I'm just going to be who I am. Yes. Because they know when, that when they're there. They do. They, they do. Be, be whoever they want. Be whoever. Yes. And um, they, the athletes all supported each other beautifully, watched each other compete and cheered. And Harry was in a, a relay. And it's not, it's, no different from any other competition in that relay teams can be disqualified. Yes, you know, yeah. It, it's a real competition. Yes, scary. And yes. Our, um, so our team thought that um, they had come forth and it was, oh, you know, okay. And and straight after the race they go into this marquee um, 
to wait for the medal ceremony. Mm, yeah. They have medals going on all the time. And there's sort of a, um, this t- they have to wait 30 minutes to see if there's any protests. So it's probably not right. different. So they, we all thought, oh, yeah, they've come forth. Da, da, da. Well, then they came out to get the medals and they are standing behind the bronze. Right. And they're all looking at each other thinking, oh, <laughs> who's, <laughs> what's <laughs> happened? You sure? Sure about this? And they realised then that another team had been um, disqualified, which means they still get a participation ribbon. Right. But they actually. Oh, that's hard, isn't it? it? Which oh, is really brutal. hard. Brutal. but. It's, it's the rules. Like the, yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyone who's watched The Walking at the Olympics. Oh, yeah. I can't even watch oh, it. Oh, I know. I cannot it's so see stressful. people get banned. Get that red card. Yeah. I can't see it. No. That's yeah. right. So so this happened. Well, the it was so funny because the, the dancing and the characters, <laughs> like, sorry, guys. Yay. Yay. Sorry. <laughs> Yay for us. <laughs> and I think, I think Harry and Chelsea were in that team yes. and I think they realised that it meant that the two others in the team who hadn't got a medal yes. would now get a medal. Yeah. Oh, that's so incredible. That, um, so it was that sort of elation that I really loved um, seeing. Yeah, know. yeah. Did he really. manage okay throughout the whole week? Did he have, were you worried about him being overwhelmed or how, um, how do you feel about that? Ups and downs. Yeah. And, and I think uh, we forget this and I, I suppose that's, um, something that I've reflected on, Mm. uh, that opportunity to travel with a team and be away from home is a great opportunity, but it comes with challenges. Yes. And I think it's something that um, that's why when they're little, those school camps are fantastic. Yeah, practice. And and try and practice even though there's challenges Mm. with that. That getting used to being away from home right Mm. throughout their lives Mm. is so important because Mm. when you're travelling and competing, you're not sleeping in your own bed. No, yeah, so different. Not eating your own food. No. You're probably sharing a room. Yep. Mm. Bathroom. You you just have bathroom. That stuff's really Um, hard. Sleep's not normal. And, you know, I think... Uh, you know, we do training camps for that reason yes. at the Olympics where you, you go and try these things out. We can't underestimate the impact that and that jet has lag. Yeah. on anyone, on jet lag. Yeah, huge. Um, so with Special Olympics they do, with the World Games, they do this host town program where five days before the Games start, they arrive in the country. So yeah. they arrived in Germany and Australia was one of the, um, oh, I think most most um, teams around the world did this. They they were hosted by um, a, a town called Potsdam, mm-hmm. which is absolutely beautiful. I was so lucky. And in that town, they they train every day. They do some local um, sightseeing. There's a there was a community function. They you know they did a lot of um, cultural awareness, but they managed their jet lag as well. Yeah. So that you know. But that, for those few days, they were in a room on their own. Oh, yes. terrific. If they wanted to be, they didn't need to clever. share. So they really, Sleeps I thought, everywhere. that's clever. Yeah. That's really clever. Um, and through, yeah, so so I think that helps. But also that practice of being okay with different foods. Yeah. Or, or take a bit of food if they want to, but that's hard internationally. Yes. 
it's a big thing and it's quite a long time. Mm. So, How long um, do they go for, the actual games? Uh, well, they, there was nine days of competition. Mm. So it, it was, you know, officially the 15th to the 26th, I think. But, you know, they were away if they went just to Germany and then back to Melbourne, you know, it's, what, two and a half weeks or something. Yeah. Mm. So it's quite a long time um, and I, you can prepare somewhat, but mm. it is it is quite challenging. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember being nervous about Launceston and mm. just thinking how is she going to cope and I just, yeah, so I can imagine mm. this is And they do remarkably bigger. well. Really well. Really well, and the the volunteers um, are fantastic, and and um, it's a at Special Olympics. It's a one to four ratio. Yes. So Harry had one, um, the the volunteer, the team um, sort of support with, support. But it's also when you get to World Games, it's that coach as a coaching role yes. as well. Mm. And the guy that Harry had was a, a younger guy who does long distance running, so they had a lot in common. Mm. Um, who look who looked out for Harry? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know that makes a difference that it it's it's small ratios like that, and there there are ups and downs. He, we did get to see them a little bit, you know, after medal ceremonies and so on. Um, and you know, there was one day that he was really flat. It was mm-hmm. after his ten thousand meters and before another thing. And so, as a parent, you sort of talk them through, mm-hmm. um, and you're left at the end of the phone call feeling terrible and thinking, yeah. oh, the worst decision I've ever made. Blah blah blah. And then the next time you'll speak to them, it's oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, dinner was great. Yeah, we had pasta again, and you know, so oh, so, oh okay. good. I'm glad you're feeling good again. Yeah, and so you you've got to trust in mm. the fact that those coaches, you mm. know, know what they're doing, and and um, will make sure that the athletes are, are well cared for and and ride the roller coaster. Yeah, mm, mm. yeah, God, massive, huge, Anna, huge. massive. It Harry really did talk be. a little bit about the Virtus Games. So we th- mm-hmm. so he was already in Europe before. Could you just do a little explanation between the two? Yeah, sure. So Harry was fortunate enough to be selected um, to represent Australia in cycling. Yes. And um, Virtus uh, is a, a competition for people with intellectual disability at the elite level of their sport. Yes. So um, we had a team of about a, um, 118 athletes right. from Australia across a number of different sports. Mm. And Harry was fortunate enough to be competing in road cycling and track cycling. And Tour de France went through the area that they rode oh through two nights ago, I think. <gasps> so um, Harry did say it was like being in Tour de France. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Uh, out there. And, boy, was the competition tough. Yeah. Really tough. We um, There's some fantastic European cyclists and mm. uh, it was terrific for our athletes to compete on the world stage mm-hmm. um, because they've competed against everyone they can in Australia. Yeah. They're mm. competing against the same people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's actually um, mm-hmm. across there, meet some athletes from other countries countries and and compete at that high level mm. was fantastic quite a different focus um to those games it, it's totally about the 
the competition, the sport. Um, and the and, eliteness of it. Right, right. Yeah. And, and really, you know, doing the best you possibly can. And so so is Special Olympics. But um, I, I suppose Virtus is really concentrating on that uh, pathway. Yes. And the entry times to meet and so on. Um, and, and Harry did very well. He got a silver medal in yes. one of his wow. on the, He does track cycling, yeah. velodrome as well as road. So, um, you know, that's a, a passion. Um, and then we were very fortunate in that he was able to go to then um, Berlin. Yes, incredible. A, a, day's, a day's grace. Yes. Um, so Far there was a out. change of uniform, Charles de Gaulle Hotel Airport. <laughs> Big sleep, <laughs> big sleep, That's and incredible. Um, uh, swapping over bag, like bag of kit from Virtus, different yeah. uniform, Special Olympics uniform. Um, Simon, my husband, went home with two bicycles, Harry's two bicycles. Yes. Wow. So very That's a fun flight. Oh, he, he had a great time. <laughs> Um, and then Harry uh, went off to Berlin and I had a couple of days and then joined um, the delegation or joined yeah. the supporters in Berlin. So um, he's had a busy time. Really, he was, yes. He's a little, a yeah, little well, I interviewed work. him, what, like two days after he'd got back? Like they all looked yeah. a little bit tired. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would reckon. <laughs> so bit. tell us about the classification within Special Olympics because there's different – um, mm. races for all all the athletes. Yeah, so it, it it's it's really um, it, it's unique and rather brilliant that it works. And it's yeah. you know it's been uh, Special Olympics has been going for a long time now. You know since the seventies, and they've really uh, I think got a a system a, a called divisioning that means that sport can be really meaningful mm. uh, and competitive at your level. Yes. Mm. So, so to get into the World Games um, in Australia, you needed to go in the state games, then be selected for the national games. And if you got a gold medal in the national games, you you got a chance to go to the World Games. Yes. Mm. So Harry got four medals at national games, four chances yes. to be Mm. And um, I was looking at it today. I think we had, we didn't have a huge delegation from Australia. We we really want to work hard on that. But mm. we had sixty four athletes. So um, I think in ath athletics we had ten. Ten, right. yeah. So across all the people that did athletics in the national games, we could only take ten. Yes, and that's hard, but it is what it is. Yes, that's what internationally we were given that that number. Mm. So. You had Harry, who's a long-distance runner. We had some sprinters. We had Miriam, yes. who's a walker. Yes. She walks and she throws. Yep. We had Chelsea, Chelsea who one throws. So different, different athletes um, mm -hmm. doing athletics all at different levels. Yes. So when you get to the to the World Games, um, the first couple of days is a divisioning exercise. Right. Where they run, you know, across the different sports, run heats or divisioning mm -hmm, games mm -hmm, and so on, mm -hmm. and you end up in a group of people who are a similar ability. Yeah, yep. terrific. So you know, um, Miriam got in her her walk race with people who were around the same time as yeah, her. Yeah, right. Perfect. And we found that out, you know, through the heats. 
So then you end up with this uh, fantastic race of people who are about the same level. Yes. So you actually forget about it, you know, nobody really takes Mind any about the time. No. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're cheering for the ability. Yes. It is huge. I mean, I got so caught up in bocce, I just had to keep going back. <laughs> And watching, you know, where they were at. Yes. It was so exciting. Yeah. And I, first time they set Bocce up beautifully, so it was great for spectators. And the first time I went, I said, oh, we've got to be quiet. Oh, no. Oh. No, Bocce, you can cheer. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so it was so exciting. I have no idea what division our guys were in. Yeah, okay. but I know that they were in a fantastic competition with eight other countries. And, you know, they got a bronze medal, one got a silver. Yeah. We did so well. Yep, yep. And it was a really tough competition. Yeah. Mm, and mm. I love that about special and fair. Olympics. And fair. Yeah. I think it's fair. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's um it's it really means that you're you are cheering along and you completely, you know, forget re- you really forget as to um, you know, what a grade, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, athletes. Great competition. And, you know, so bocce was was a highlight. They We had four bocce players, three from Victoria and a fantastic guy from um, uh, Queensland. And, and they were just the tightest-knit team. Oh. And I was their team event. And they're all, you know, helping each yes. other out and, and really supporting one another. Bowling. I was going to say gorgeous Robert. Oh. Oh. What a champion! The bowling, uh, you know, and I. So they, it goes for a long time. The yeah. bowling. Yep. You know, I've got the attention span of <laughs> yeah, and the, the fifty first, meters. They do the first. They do the first television thing of of bowling, which must be you know you get ten bowls or something. I said, oh, that was good. Oh, they've done oh, no. this two times. Oh yeah. And they're making the break, so it's you know that was full on, and the concentration. In our bowlers, it's quite extraordinary. I was also thinking about the equestrian, so people going oh. over there and then having to ride horses that they don't yeah, know. Horse, correct. Oh my Absolutely. gosh! So, so they are mounted on on horses that they get, you know, a very short time to get practice to know. riding and get to know. Um, the Australians were lucky; they had beautiful horses. Oh. Absolutely, this gorgeous big warm blood mare oh. and then a Palomino, and you know, we were very fortunate and we've got very good riders because we saw some other riders mm. from other countries being quite over-mounted yes. and having some it's challenges. So tricky. So I think, yeah. I think our, our equestrian people are trained very hard mm. and, they, you know, they mm. knowing knowing how the competition works, they would have ridden lots of different, different horses. horses. Yes. You know, yep. um, the basketball was a highlight. The yeah. basketball, honestly, those girls... Um, really not good for the blood pressure they got <laughs> they kept going in a couple of the two of the matches including the match for the medal their bronze medal went into time on oh, so wow. it's, so it's stressful so stressful and you we're all on the edge basketball's full on enough as it is yeah mm. oh and then the celebration, of course, when the goals come in and there's lots of cheering and dancing. And um, one of the fantastic things at all the venues was all the music oh. and um, and they had music at all the at 
the, all the events and commentators. So it was full on, you know, yes. it was really mm, professional. Mm, and mm. the commentators had us up and yeah. doing our dances and things at the basketball. And um, our our team, our basketball teams that were from all around, the players are all yes. around fact that they can come together and play so well yeah um you know on that in an international setting was was um just fantastic they mm. they did really well and those poor basketballers they get one medal they do so many of oh, course yeah all the six heat. matches or something yes. they walk away with one medal yes and, you know, gymnastics swimming they're all clinking away yeah. <laughs> It would have been a noisy flight home. <laughs> and the basketballers don't get their medal till you know, the last day. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. All those yeah. wins are for, yeah, oh. no medals. Yeah, yeah. so, you, you know, they all get it on the bus, buses back to the athlete village. You've got the medals clinking. Yeah. Swimmers and the athletes. Yes. Basketball. Yeah, well, we won today. Hopefully. <laughs> and hopefully we, get a, we might get a medal in six weeks. <laughs> what was what did you learn as being a board member? Um, one of the things that I there was a, a terrific uh, well, I, I suppose it's almost well is it an activation? It's it's a whole event called Healthy Athletes. Yes, that Great. was just inspiring. Tell everyone. So it. It was held almost like in a, a, a big conference centre, and they had um, they they call it healthy athlete. They had seven different um, huge setups where athletes could go and get screenings for eyesight, hearing, oh, wow, podiatry, um, movement. You know, in terms of physio. Um, Diabetes, uh, blood test. Mental health. Yeah. Um, yeah, diabetes. Just um, And these are all um, these sort of um, setups that are sponsored by different organisations. Mm, mm. And over the week, over the um, nine days of competition, they did 15,000 <gasps> screenings of athletes. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. And so... Not just athletes that, well, it was open to all the athletes competing, but I saw a number of schools coming in. Oh. So every school in Berlin, special schools, yes. and schools I'm came and watched events. Right. And visited healthy athletes. Smart. Oh, di dietitians. Yes. Um, mm. It was incredible. And I, I had a look at some stats. Um over a thousand eyeglass prescriptions were issued. Wow! Within in their home countries, yeah, take them home and um, a way to get uh, discounted eyewear. Wow! And countries that didn't have that, they had glasses available. Oh! So you know, it was quite outstanding, and the way that they ran it, you know, they ran it so professionally that you, you there was a big booking system mm, and things mm. to do while you waited. So it was run um, like, you know, these enormous clinics, but fun as well. Yeah. And fun. And, you know, we're starting to do some some of this healthy athlete. We yes. had 
State, State Games. games. I went and did it. I got mm. my blood pressure and my um, finger prick. Mm. Mm. Yes. And Molly just watched. She didn't want to do the blood test, right. but yeah. she had her blood pressure taken. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I thought that was terrific. Mm. Yeah. So I'm really interested in what we can, yes. we can do in Australia and mm. um, and build. We One of um, the membership requirements for Special Olympics is that you have a medical. Yes. And you have mm. a medical when you join and then I think it's once every four or five right. years. Right, yeah. Mm. And, yeah, it's a pain to do. It's mm. a long doctor's appointment. Yeah. However, it's sort of one of our sort of fundamental philosophical views um, around um, caring for our members mm. and the fact that so often we'll go to the GP and get the script and the 15-minute appointment. How often are always anyone having a full medical? Yes. Yeah, rare. And we, we've got data in Australia of a number of underlying health conditions that have been uncovered in our athletes mm. due to you know, having these me uh, medicals done, which they can then, you know, um, treat. Mm. And I think um, it, it's an important, it's a very important um, uh, part of of participating at Special Olympics is that you're you're fit and healthy enough to actually participate at your mm -hmm. level. Yes. But you're also looking after yourself and your health and well-being. Mm -hmm. And, um I think, you know, you often hear, oh, in Australia we, we don't really need that healthy athlete program. Well, I disagree strongly. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think um, we've got a, a, a number of people with disability who's who aren't looking after their feet. Yes. Yeah. Or haven't had, um, I reckon kids get a lot of treatment. Yes, yeah, yeah. But adults. You know, when, yeah. you know, I know when Harry, you know, was young and we're, you know, on to his learning more about what his disability, yeah. you're off doing eye tests. Yes, and of course, yeah, all the time. But as adults, teen teenagers, late teenagers and adults, yeah. not doing it. Well, once you and discharge from hospitals, you know, we've just left the Royal Children's. Yeah, yeah. paediatrician, yeah. Yeah, the yeah that's right. Once you've, yes. once you've sacked by your paediatrician, <laughs> yeah. <that's Yeah>. a, <laughs> a very hard separation, isn't yes. it? Um, so that's sort of something that I, I learned about mm. and, really interested in and um and a, a great time to offer those screenings is when you're at a game yes like or national, or national games, games. You're waiting for the next event yes <laughs> <laughs> you can be waiting a while um it could be know, right next to the vending machine because molly spent a lot of time at the vending <laughs> machine she exactly. loved it yeah i think i put, put it near the captain does so so that was fantastic and the other thing that i went to see was the Athlete Leader Congress. Yes. So while this World Games is going on with 7,000 athletes, there was an Athlete Leader Congress going yes. on. Yes. And uh, I went to the opening of that and so inspiring to see um, people with intellectual disability actually Leaders. lead shaping our organisation. Yes. Mm. Uh, in this concept called unified leadership and uh, talking about employment, talking about what studies they want to do, how they want to, um, you know, shape our sports and mm, our competition mm, mm, offering mm. and and having an opinion and being heard. Oh, 
Everything. It was, so they had athletes, um, athlete leaders from around the world. We had um, we have two athletes that sit on our board. Yes. Mm. Ruby um, attended and um, that uh, that congress, which we're very proud um, that she did, and she spoke about a a project that she's been working on in in Queensland, and uh, you know, again, that was done so professionally. There were translators. Yeah. So mm. that don't speak English had the had the ear pods in so they could hear just oh. and they, they had signing all the way through yes. it. somewhere there were 70 um plain english translators and sign wow. language fantastic through throughout the game so they thought of everything they did mm. oh well i mm. hope perth gets to have it and yeah oh go. no i just hope so yes. much mm. yeah. um well, harry just uh, um finished his athlete leadership program didn't he they, yeah, yes. Yeah. So he's been involved um, in that in an Australian level or Victorian. Yeah, so he sits sits on the state committee in Australia and then on the um, on the national input council. Um, he's going to. So I'm, I'm involved in athlete leadership in Victoria, and I think when I, I met with you last time, I said, "Well, one thing about Special Olympics is." People never leave. Mm. So unlike the local footy club where yeah. finally retire from footy, no, it doesn't happen in Special Olympics. No. You stay involved and you change sports because you can no longer, you know, run in yep, football. Yep, so yep we're all going to bocce. Yep. Yep. So we <laughs> I can't wait. Football. It's inside. <laughs> yeah, bocce's going to be flat out. Yeah, it? that's um, going to be so good. <laughs> that's right. So with athlete leadership, we need to um, – enable more athletes to join that program so yes. we needed to sort of think well what is the structure of it so while you're learning to be an athlete leader that's a two-year program then you graduate and you can become a member of the athlete leader community mm -hmm. which is still um very much involved in leadership and contributing mm -hmm. to clubs and also um spreading the word about special mm -hmm. olympics Mm -hmm. um, but also social mm -hmm. because we're finding that such an important part is to mm -hmm. to keep those connections going um, that and when you're at school, those connections are, are re relatively easy to yeah. keep going. Yeah, and then so it true. ends. And it's yes. hard. Yeah. Um, that can be a bit harder. So, um, yeah, we've got the Athlete Leader Camp in August for yes. our new people and um, the, uh, the athlete leaders in the community group are going to be part of that too and yeah so it's going to be going to be fantastic down at mount eliza in the depth of winter yes and <laughs> guess who's going molly has your family yes, yes. so she had to apply and she did mm -hmm. a zoom interview and oh, she was she so it? nervous mm. but so excited yeah. to get ready for mm. that we had that you know lined up for days mm, and so yes. should I wear my uniform I said yes wear your uniform and then um the man who did the interview said tell me about some of your things that you like to do and she said I like Marvel and Lego and he said and also you right here you like chicken salt on chips <laughs> <laughs> and he said I've never had anyone say that I before mean, that makes it <laughs> takes the chips up a whole level well it so, does you know so she's very excited about coming on that weekend and I think as someone who's anticipating leaving school mm -hmm. she feels like she's got a somewhere that's a little bit of a role mm. yeah mm. so um, yeah we're we're designing that at the moment and um, we'll have lots of lots of different components to it um, learning learning more about 
you know, what Special Olympics stands for and being able to talk about it mm. in your words yes. and what it means to you um, so that uh, because people ask about it, about Special Olympics and, and for our athletes are the best people to talk about yeah. their experiences, I, I think, and, yes. and why they go along every week. Yes. Yeah. You know. Um, and she and, had to answer that in the, she said, friendship and my fitness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and that's you know it's the participation, it's the inclusion, it's the friendships, and mm. and you know you can the belonging, the belonging. You can have a goal about competing at Special Olympics for sure. Yeah, and and the, we had at World Games, ninety percent of the athletes had never been to a World Games. Before. Yeah, wow. Ninety percent of them had thought that they would never go to a World Games. Of course. Games. So you know the fact it can take you to to. Berlin. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. Amazing. Mm. Um, and Mount Eliza. And Mount Eliza. Yeah, also amazing. And mm. and just to also turn up every week mm. and see friends. Oh, it's the greatest. Oh, yeah. Is, um, is pretty awesome as well. Oh, it really, oh, really, really, really awesome. is. Yeah. You know, it's a uniform, as many uniforms yep. <laughs> that I can't fit into my cupboards. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and, and I think... Um, you know that that's part of it is is coming along and, and trying it and making up your goals as you're going. Yeah. Um, and and I think I worry that people hit, see a World Games, hear about a World Games, and think, oh, Special Olympics wouldn't be for us because it's it's that high level. It's, it's so not. not. It doesn't have to be. No, it's I'm every Saturday like, at Bulleen at the soccer, standing on the fence, meeting your people, mm, seeing your children, yeah. having a great time. I, I just, mm, I mm, love it. Mm. And and it can be what you want it to mm, be. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, uh, you know, rarely do you see people leave without a smile on their face. Oh, there's and, always something mm, fantastic that's mm, happened. Yeah. And, and as with my volunteers, work which is often meetings and boardrooms yes i reconnect by going yes yes i really reconnected in berlin of sitting course. with the parents and, yeah. and hearing their stories and um you know so good. And, and and it's super everyone has a story it's super important um, anna because you're ahead in, of me in this journey and i need to learn for you and i yearn to hear about what do you what did you do after school or you know mm, and then mm. when i'm standing at the fence at soccer there's to. younger people who yeah. are asking me things and mm. that's all just magnificent stuff yeah. that's not mm. even documented mm. no we do learn so much from each other don't we Mm. Yeah, um, and we get that just mm. in those in those conversations. Oh, that, that the whole have. family's accepted. Mm. That yes. doesn't happen in very many places <coughs> for the longevity mm. because you might feel like that a little bit at school, yeah, but then that's, that's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I certainly saw that when we were away. And um, these don't think that Special Olympics parents. Um, you know, I think, oh, this is this is nothing. It's huge. It's mm, huge. If they're mm. um, representing their team, either at club level, state level, or internationally, we're all, you know, we're all mother hens. We oh. all want our kids <laughs> to do as well. Mm. And it doesn't matter if your kid's in their 40s. No. Or it's 16 or 12. Mm. We've all still got that, yes. um, that desire to see them um, achieve. And, yeah. and, a lot of us have been through a lot, lot. more than this. The average. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. To do that. Um, yeah. 
to see that achievement um, is, is oh, fantastic. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Anna. Absolutely love it. Oh, thank well, you. Well, thank you for your role, for your volunteering, for all the time. You, you were the head of delegation for Team Victoria. It was huge. I remember standing at the athletics and I said to Harry, wow, your mum's doing an amazing job. And he said, she's having a great time. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm sure she's having a great time. This is enormous. I I saw your land last night, and we were we were discussing uniform. Oh boy, Um, it's just huge. It's enormous. Got so many different shapes and sizes. Of course, um, ages. It's all about Mm. making those uniforms look absolutely stunning. Mm. And on every shape and size. and Yeah, it's challenging. (laughs) Yeah, and I ordered like a girl's 16, so then she had to get me a different one because I couldn't uh, do up the (laughs) top. That was girl 16. girl 16. For Tassie, yeah, I got the wrong, I chose the wrong size. So then poor Yo was having to get me a bigger one because I couldn't even get it past my boobs. (laughs) No, I I have um, a a rule about the polo shirts, I reckon. Go really large yes. because there's nothing that looks worse. Than oh no, it's a quite tight the look. That doesn't breathe. <laughs> quite the look. And if it's long, you can wear it as a little dress. And look, yeah, technically, yeah. I don't ever wear black, but for our club, I will. Okay, <laughs> I'm just letting you know that. And, and you're from Melbourne. I can't believe it's not one of my colours, but <laughs> no. I am wearing it with pride always. And you actually look good in it. Oh, anyway, thank you. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Anna. We're going to add this to our episode with Harry and Chelsea. Yep. And um, if people want to find out about Special Olympics, there's the website. And there'll be stuff in the show yes. notes. And then wherever you live around the world, there is local clubs. Mm. Absolutely. And that's the best place to best place to start. Find mm. um, a local club. doesn't matter if you don't have a sport yet that you've decided. Yeah. Find what's, find what's local, what sports they're offering. Um, and, and go for it and, and just go once. Yeah, yeah. at least get there. And if you have to yeah. bribe them to get there like I did, yeah, it's okay. worth it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bribes are fine. <laughs> I bribe myself it? to do something. Little treats. Yeah. After I do this washing, I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm going to have a true. mint slice. So. <laughs> Yes, or, or I'll get to watch that episode yep. that I've been watching. Yes. Yep. Oh, yep. my gosh. Yep. Well, thank you, Anna. Um, yeah, no sorry. Worries. Is there anything we missed? A, I've got a question for you, Kate. Oh, yeah. A music question. Are you? Um, did you get Taylor Swift tickets? Is your? Are you into Tay-Tay? Uh, I, my, one of my children did. Great. So, yes, yes, she is going. Yes, yes. I went last time. I went last time too. My next question. Oh, did you? My next question is Robbie Williams. Yeah, 100% I'm going to Robbie Williams, yeah. Yeah. I'm going with um, Bryony, who is one of the moderators in our Hangout. Yes. One of my twin friends. Yep. So we are. So that's my look forward to. Yeah, great. And we had to buy the tickets so long ago. So long ago. They were like, it was like when we it was like Book of Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this is not this year. It's next year. And then I thought, I'm, I'm going to miss this. Well, yeah. I, a, I'll miss it. Or B, where are the tickets? I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank goodness. They might not have email. released them yet, though. No. You know how they released them just before? Out. Yeah. But yeah, very true. Good. Yeah, so have to, to get each other to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank Love you. See you. See you. Thank you so thank much. You, well. See you again see you. soon. Bye. Bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.